Hey gang, welcome to Best Night Ever, a show where interesting people who do interesting things tell the story of their best night ever. I'm your host, Ian Hollihan. With me, as always, is the kitty cat who always knows where the party's at, Reggie Miller. Folks, I know I have a lot of explaining to do. Uh, I'm not going to give you a bunch of excuses, because uh, to quote Miss Brennan from 10th grade English, excuses are the nails that built the house of failure. But uh, I just kind of want to tell you what happened. And the story really starts uh, about two years ago. You know how certain people uh, don't eat meat? That's a ridiculous question. Of course you do. Certain people don't eat meat. They're called vegetarians. And based on no data uh, and no research, my gut tells me most vegetarians chose that. Uh, you know, they, they realize they love animals and they, they can't be part of this machine that's killing animals for meat. So they made the conscious decision to stop eating meat. Similarly, two years ago, Reggie Miller made the conscious decision to stop drinking water. Screw uh, years of evolutionary science. Uh, because, you know, he's his own man. And at first, I guess it was fine. He stopped drinking water, but it was just regular old Reggie. But then one day, he seemed like he was in a lot of pain. He was crying. He was howling. Long story short, uh, if kitty cats uh, don't drink water, they end up developing crystals in their wieners. And that's what happened to Reggie. So we take him to the vet. They say he's got crystals in his wiener. Uh, they give him some to get the crystals out. But uh, from there, he has to have prescription cat food. And he's been in that prescription cat food for about two years. Also, we have to trick him to drinking water, uh, meaning when we feed him, we have to put water on top of it so it's kind of a stew last week reggie was acting weird again uh it seemed like he was in a lot of pain he was crying he went in his litter box and as hard as he tried as hard as he pushed nothing would come out and you know uh we thought oh man are there are, are, there, are the crystals back are we not giving him enough water so we went on the internet as you do and you know if you're feeling sick you go on the internet and put in your symptoms and it usually says like it's either gas or cancer it's never in between it's the same way with cats it said he's either fine it's nothing or he's gonna die like tonight which is freaky so better safe than sorry and we called the vet and we sure the vet would say oh the internet was overreacting but Here's the thing, folks. That's not what the vet said. The vet said the internet was right. It's either nothing or he'll die tonight. So we take him to the vet. They give him some medicine. I don't know exactly what they did. I'm not a doctor. But they did something where he was able to go to the bathroom. He he, he didn't die. Reggie's fine. But it was an extremely stressful couple of days. It was, uh, it's always scary when, you know, my little buddy and co-host is sick. Also, uh, uh, last week, a very, very good friend of mine, uh, Cousin Eddie Wachowski, got married to his girlfriend, Kathleen. So it was a busy week. Uh, uh, Reggie's wiener was going to explode. I had to go to Long Island for a wedding. I just didn't have the time to throw together an episode. That's the crazy long story of why there was no episode last week. And I do apologize. I will say it is kind of endearing. It makes me feel good that I have enough subscribers to email me and say, what the hell, dude? And, you know, uh, I, I won't let you down again until... Uh, Reggie's wiener uh, has more issues. I hope it won't. No, n knock on wood. Anyways, um, we have a great episode for you today. We have the actress Diane Franklin. Fans of the show and people who know me personally know it's no secret that my favorite movie of all time is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. To me, it's the perfect movie. Diane Franklin plays Princess Joanna, aka one of the historical babes. She was also the uh, love interest in the movie Better Off Dead. She was the love interest in uh, The Last American Virgin. She was like the quintessential quirky pretty 80s girl. So before uh, we start listening to her story, I just want to let you guys know what happened with that. Sorry, a lot of stories in mind. Uh, Diane Franklin called my number and uh, in my recording uh, majigger, the record button is the same color as the hang up button. So Diane Franklin answers the phone and I, I, I hang up on her right away. And I promise I'd keep that in the episode. So if you choose to subscribe, similar to how Reggie chose to stop drinking water, I will support you as I tried to support him. If you want to leave a review, go nuts. I'd love to hear from you. Anyways, here's Diane Franklin. 
I am such a dick. I meant to hit the record button, but I hit the hang up button. And yes, I'm leaving this in the show. Even though I'm not recording it yet. I'm going to make sure everyone knows that I just hung up on Diane Franklin. Um, <laughs> yes. Jeez Louise. Uh, but anyways, thank you so much for doing this. Um, it, <laughs> no problem. Good. Cool. So ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Diane Franklin. Diane Franklin, welcome to Best Night Ever. Bonjour. Is it okay if I ask you a few questions before we uh, hear your story? Absolutely. Cool. So the first thing uh, I just want to uh, take a second to acknowledge that you had a pretty big uh, life moment recently. And I want to, on behalf of everyone at Best Night Ever, which is really just me and my cat, congratulations on 30 years of marriage. Oh, thank you. That is so nice. You know, there's so many things in the world that happen. And, you know, every year, like another year goes by and I'm just, you know, I'm happily married. And so thank you very much for saying that. Yes. 30 years, which is amazing. And, um, well, I have stories. <laughs> so the reason I want to bring it up too is you're the, a lot of the characters you played um, were always kind of like the prize at the end of the story. The the the, the girl or the woman that the man pined for and like uh, uh, would do anything to to get the sentimental jerk in Ian feels kind of good that you know the princess is living her own love story and, and that you're happily married. That's really cool. It's also rare because, you know, I, I really feel like it's really nice of you to say that because first of all, I never even realized, you know, that I was like the girl, you know, I was the dream girl in Virgin and I'm, and then like, you know, better off dead, you know, Lane carries me away and, and Bill and Ted, you know, I'm one of the babes who, you know, is with the dudes. And uh, it's, it's really interesting because my husband, when I met him, he he knew who I was, but actually his dad knew who I was and asked me to sign a pair of shorts for him. And that's how I <laughs> talked to my husband. I was like, what do you want me to do? Can you sign these shorts for your dad? I'm thinking I'm feeling a little uncomfortable about this. But so but it is interesting how uh, I, I just I have to say I am incredibly proud and uh, I feel very fortunate. And I think it really has to do with I just I dated a lot before you got to date. Once you date a lot, you figure it out. So I dated a lot. So <laughs> Now that we got the sentimental crap out of the way, I want to have some fun questions. So like, obviously, uh, uh, Last American Virgin, American Girl Next Door. Then you threw us a curveball with Better Off Dead with, a, I got to say, really impressive French dialect. Like the accent was pretty good. I suck at French, but the accent, I, was, I believed it. And then you were in Bill and Ted as the English person. But uh, as you mentioned before, you're actually from? I'm from Long Island originally. When um, I actually, you know, this Amityville movie, well, I, that's why I actually, it's kind of funny that I did a movie called Amityville, The Possession, which took place on Amityville in Amityville. It didn't, I, we didn't shoot it in Amityville, but that's one of the reasons why I felt very close to doing that film. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from Long Island. So that's where I'm from. I, I'm not surprised. And you want to know why? Why? Because I've seen the movie Terror Vision. And Susie from Terror Vision, I know they're trying to do a Valley Girl, but you are so long, like you are Levittown Lucy in that movie. No, you're absolutely right. You know, it's funny that that character, like I had to do a sort of like a Valley Girl voice, but you know, my Long Island got in there. So it is interesting that, you know, that I love dialect. You know, even I have a movie right now that's out called Amityville Murders. And I did a Long Island uh, dialect for that. And what was interesting was, you know, originally, you know, I know like originally the characters are from Brooklyn, but I'm like, you know, no one ever does a Long Island accent, a Long Island dialect, and, and that's not funny. Everyone is always making it funny. And so it's kind of, 
hard to, I thought, oh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to bring it so that people understand. People actually talk like that. Oh, no, I know. I'm from Long Island. I don't know. If, I, I think I told you that before. I, I, grew, I actually grew up like two towns south of you. I went to Plain Edge High School uh, and like I, was, I lived on the border of Bethpage and uh, North Massapequa. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you go into the Embassy Diner in Hempstead Turnpike in Bethpage at two in the morning, it's an ocean of Susie's fighting over the last mozzarella stick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was beautiful what you just said. Yes, the Embassy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so listeners. If you haven't seen Terrorvision, that makes sense. It's a very hard movie to find. Google it. It's it's such a fun movie. It's a, a horror parody. It makes fun of the 80s, and it was made in the 80s, which is why everyone went, what? They didn't understand it was funny. Um, I've even seen people review the film recently that, um, that, that didn't get it was a parody of the 80s. They thought, oh, this film is just really bad. So that's why it's bad. Do you get it? Like, it's making fun of something. So. Your boyfriend's name is O.D., and he's wearing a Rick James wig. Oh my God, you are so on it. I couldn't, be I can't believe you nailed it. It is a Rick James wig. That's crazy. And you know, here's what's really cool. When we did this, I mean, honestly, if, when I got cast for this, I so badly wanted to play a punk rocker. I mean, but you would never look at me and think punk rocker. Think Monique Jeunet, uh, you know, right. would I be a punk rocker? No, you would be like, oh no, she's like the nice girl, you know, like the, she's like the innocent kind of girl. But wow, was I excited to play Susie Putterman. So I, I loved it and everybody had a blast doing it. The last thing, and this is an open letter to certain folks. Uh, and, and again, Diane, it's such an honor to talk to you. Uh, this is very exciting for me. If I could talk to my five-year-old self, he'd be losing his mind. Uh, <laughs> Keanu, Alex, Chris Matheson, Ed Solomon, I know you're listening. Everyone knows that you announced uh, a new Bill and Ted coming out. I don't want to see that adventure because it won't make sense without Joanne and Elizabeth in it. So the whole, the whole one of the things they're trying to make the best song that's going to unite the universe it just makes sense that the song that's going to bring harmony to the universe is a song that they wrote while they're having their best night ever with the women who broke the laws of space and time to be with these guys. Make it happen. You know, I have, I'm like eight episodes in, so I got a lot of star power now. Uh, so. <laughs> I wish them the best success regardless. And I think that, that it's going to kill it. And I'm just glad to be in the first one. So as long as you like the first one, then I'm all I'm all in. As long as I'm part of the tradition, that's all that matters. Uh, so I, I, I'm originally from Redondo Beach, California. I moved to New York when I was like 10. And the actor who played Abraham Lincoln did an assembly at my elementary school as Abraham Lincoln. All right. That's unbelievable. How did, how did that even happen? I, I, I don't know, but I was like me and my older brother, Matt. He was getting to the age where it's not really that cool to go wild over Abraham Lincoln actors. But I was losing my right. freaking mind. <laughs> Um, and you know, uh, I think again. all the actors should go from school to school and visit. That would be incredible. Could you imagine? I actually, I should do that. I should go. You march into any school dressed as a princess. No one's stopping you. Yeah. Anyways, it's been great talking to you. I'm dying to hear it. The fans are dying to hear it. Diane, what was your best night ever? This is the question. What's my best night ever? The reason this was the best night ever is because I love my kids. I called all the pigeons, but they couldn't carry you through the fire. And the burning of that you started for the heat and quickly My daughter's name is Olivia and my son's name is Nick. My son did acting when he was really, really little. He was in um, uh, Happy Feed and he did some uh, commercials, but he wasn't an actor. He's a musician. So if you want to check um, what my son is doing, he is so cool. I'm so excited. He plays the double bass and he actually plays classical music. That's his main thing. Um, he's in college right now at DePaul, but he's in a band called Swatches. He just came out with a video for the with the band, And um, but he's also come out with his own stuff. So if you look up Nick De Laurentiis on YouTube or Spotify, 
you'll hear his music. And he's also got a new song coming out the end of uh, May, which I am unbelievably excited about. Olivia spoke, okay, at nine months, like said words. She said tongue twisters at 17 months. And she made her first movie at five years old. And here's how it was. I said to her, what do you want to do today? Like, I'm see what I mean, the kind of mom I am. I want to play, want to make a movie? Yeah. Okay, what's the beginning? What's the middle? What's the end? Where does it take place? What's the montage? Let's do it. You do, you decide everything. She did it. And she made her first movie called Alien Adventure when she was five. So I knew she wanted, she liked acting and performing and stuff. She did a, a show called The Catholics Looked at the King when she was like seven with Julie Andrews. And English accent. How does she know how to do this? I mean, it was crazy. Anyway, that's another thing you can look on YouTube. When she was 11 or 11 and a half, she wrote a movie called The Adventures of Laugh. And she submitted it to a film festival at, when she was 12. Now that's crazy, right? So the film festival was the International Student Film Festival. And they said, we really like it. We want to put it in our film festival, but you're going to have to cut it down five minutes. I think it was like 20 minutes long. So they're like, can you make it 15 so we can call it a short? And she said, okay, she's like, you know, 11. So she's like, I will not do that. That is not okay. No, forget about it. She goes up to her room and she's like, that's it. Okay. The next morning she comes down and she goes, okay, I know where to cut it. And I went, she's a filmmaker. And she's freaking 11. And I'm saying, go, all right, if you cannot go into a business unless you can take, not, I wouldn't say criticism, but notes. Unbelievable hearing that reaction. Yeah, so funny. You won't change. And I know that you won't change. When she was probably maybe 15, she was in school. And when she was in school, they were studying um, history um, about the kings and the queens. And, and she came home and she said, oh my gosh. They were so messed up in this in European history. People were uh, kids were kings, and people were having incest, and um, going on and on about like, but like, um, real people had these lives that were so crazy. And I don't even mean uh, bad. I just mean like they were off the wall. So she said, "I am going to make a, a movie about this," which she called the Royal F Up. Okay, the Royal F Up is about a peasant girl who wants nothing more than to be queen. The king, who is a, a child, he's like, in the story, he's probably like eight years old or seven, um, comes up and says, I would like um, some candy, because she's a candy, she sells candy. And she says, well, you can only have one. What happens is the king wants more candy, so he decides he's going to marry her. And she's excited, because she wants to marry the king, but there's this evil uncle. So I'm not gonna ruin the story for you and what happens. But I wind up uh, playing um, the uh, Earlist of Incestia. So um, there's a range of characters in it that I can't even explain to you. All I can tell you is it, it's Olivia. It's completely out of her imagination. She made up the entire thing and the dialogue. You can't believe it when you see it that a, a um, I would say, 15-year-old wrote it. You can't. So, um, so she says to me, I want to shoot this film. There's a place where we live called um, Madonna Inn, the Madonna Inn. And Madonna Inn has these rooms that are all made up to look like different time periods. There's like a cave room and a, and a medieval room and an Egyptian room. But when she wanted to shoot, they were very strict about the rooms and they wouldn't let her go from room to room. And, you know, there it, it was just like too, and it was too expensive. So we can't get more than one room. And she had like all these different scenes in different rooms. So she gets on the internet and she finds this bed and breakfast in Big Bear. And this bed and breakfast 
was um, a it's these cottages, and it's supposed to be for honeymoon people, but they have this building, three levels, medieval, all medieval, medieval bed. They have a swing in the in inside the building, like in like the uh, hotel room. They have a swing, a porch swing with outdoor lighting and um, they have like a jacuzzi, but it looks like it's a pond and they have like a downstairs long big table. I mean, it is unbelievable. Plus it has costumes uh, for dress up in the closet, which, uh, you know, for honeymooners, right? Just put on um, place. Put on place. Oh, it's a different place. But the catch was it only to take two people. We drive up in a raging snowstorm, myself with about 10 kids in my Honda uh, Odyssey. And then another mother drove like a whole bunch of kids in her car. We get there and I, we, I go in and I say, oh, my husband's in the car and we're, um, you know, we'd like to have a room, this room. And we got the room. So I came in as the, you know, the person who's like supposed to be on their honeymoon. <laughs> And the people who ran it were like this, this family, like this couple, and they were like, oh, you know, sure, you know, just go, here's the key. And they didn't live on, they lived on site, but they weren't there when we checked in. So I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, so we got to get in. I'm driving up in my Honda Odyssey with kids, craft services, and food squashed. Literally, there's no room to even look out the back or the sides. It probably was very dangerous to do, but I, you know, I, I was very careful. So, and these kids were talking, you know, 13, 12, and they're laughing. And if somebody wants to open up the licorice, I'm like, wait, hold off. Like, we have to get into the room. So, they, we're getting up and I'm telling everyone, shh, be quiet, because there are people having sex, right? So, right? And they're like, how are we going to get in without anybody seeing us? Which I think was probably the greatest thing ever, because that's like the most fun thing to be sneaking, you know, in and out of a place. And meantime, it was nighttime. And the people who own the property, they are on they're now on the property. They are maybe five rooms down in their house, which is on the property. So their lights are on. They're very easy. Could be watching us move in. Very easily could have walked up and said, hey, would you like help moving in? Like, you know, don't let them know we're here. Everything's fine. So we turn the lights off on the car. So my first thing was my daughter. She was the one who was going to be able to do the walking. So she got, gets out. She walks with one of the guys to make it look like she's a couple and she brings them in and that was fine but then when we had to bring the girls we were like okay what are we going to do so we took this blanket and we covered like each like a person and then held them like they were a package and walked them in so olivia was bringing packages in one by one and and then i would would bring in like the you know, juices and the napkins and the whatever the uh, pop you know food popcorn I even brought like um and then pizzas I mean I didn't bring it all in once we got in we closed the door and then we had to cover all the curtains um because obviously you know for shooting we didn't want anyone looking in and we also had to be quiet so the rule was don't talk right of course and everyone's laughing and stuff but it was um literally it was it's amazing when you ask like teens to do something that is somewhat devious they really, you know, they really score. They they move it. They, you know, they know what to do. So they hit their, you know, everyone puts their stuff away in the right place. Um, everyone's very organized. Everyone started, you know, they had to go and put their medieval clothes on. Um, they, they put wigs with massive amounts of makeup. I mean, levels of wigs, huge tie wigs. And if someone were to walk in on us, 
people were going to duck under the beds or hide behind curtains or, you know, hide behind furniture. So, One of the kids um, would have to put a lampshade on his head and pretend to be the lamp. Like, exactly. Like, don't, just don't move. You know, make leave your mannequin. It's all good. Hide in the jacuzzi. I don't know what to tell you. So, I mean, incredibly, incredibly fun. That's Olivia. I mean, all I can tell you is the laughs were cr- crippled. They shot the scenes they had to do. And believe me, like, it was so well done. And it really was about the creative process. It wasn't for money. It wasn't to make a movie to sell. It was just to have the experience. Um, and all the kids knew, you know, they were free. It was amazing. Everyone had a blast. Everyone did their lines. The movie is hilarious. Everybody had brought a sleeping bag. So they all slept all different levels all over the house, all over this motel. I wish I remembered the name of the exact hotel but anyway um you can't miss it if you just look up like fantasy uh clothing or fantasy motel you're probably going to find it in big bear so everyone is sleeping on all these different levels and it was sort of like if there was an apocalypse and everyone was forced to stay inside (laughs) and the windows are closed and there's food everywhere and buddy was hilarious and then the next morning I had to go out and I went because I'm like a single person who goes out. The one mom stayed with the kids and I went out and brought the, you know, the craft services, more food, bring it in. They had to finish up. And then I would start taking one at a time, the kids back to the van and they never said anything. We cleaned up completely and the movie got made. And I, this doesn't do justice until you see the film. You, you, if you go online to try to find the Royal F-Ups or you can look up my daughter, Olivia, De Laurentiis, and you might be able to find um, the trailer for the movie. Then uh, it's great. And the great thing about it, and the reason why it's so cool that night, was it was such a magical night for everybody. Olivia is 23, and she is a full-fledged filmmaker. She has a comedy partner named Sydney Heller. They go by the name of Barely Legal Comedy. They are on YouTube, but her and her partner just got a Snapchat show. I think it's called Apocalypse. Um, right now, it's called Apocalypse Gold, and it's about two girls in who are um, they're coming back from a bridal shower, and there's and the apocalypse has occurred. And so now, what are they going to do? So they write, direct, act, and edit the shows, and Snapchat is producing it. And then they they got another show that that is a digital show for I think the people who do um, America Funniest Videos. So Olivia is hilarious to me. When I look at my kids. I think, wow, what is happening? Like, it is not, it's like so many moms probably are like, I love my kids. My kids are brilliant because everybody thinks their kid's brilliant. But I have to say. I, 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 I just, uh, try having an old Irish dad. Ah, right. <laughs> there you yeah. go. <laughs> you might change your tune there. My dad listened to the podcast for the first time today and he said, it's all right. Oh, jeez. The reason why this was the best night ever for me was because it symbolized everything I am and everything I feel. So I, I love my kids. I love doing fun, magical things with them. I love surprising them and I love supporting their dreams. I was just grateful to be there with her when she made this magic happen. It was, it was the best night ever. That's awesome. And uh, if if your son's listening, 
uh, I have a sister too, and I understand. Okay. <laughs> and every episode gets uh, original artwork. I'm going to try really hard, really, really hard to make this not look like a bunch of 14-year-olds making a porno. <laughs> Great. You're the best. Thank you so much, Ian. Yay. Thank you for that story, Diane. Listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, go check out Amityville Murders if you really want to hear a true, authentic Long Island accent. It's not as terrible as everyone makes it out to be. If you haven't seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Better Off Dead yet, I uh, I don't understand. Uh, they're, they're both amazing, amazing, fantastic movies. You can keep track of what Diane is up to on her Instagram, actress Diane Franklin. She actually just posted recently an awesome picture of her from the movie Terrorvision. If you can find it, you got to see it. It's a really weird movie. Uh, you can also check out her daughter's Instagram. It's O.C. De Laurentis. I'll spell it out. O-C-D-E-L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-S. She's super active. If you caught that weird laughing, not quite documentary, not quite award show, just an appreciation of the laughing, she was one of the kids dancing in the back. Background. So, and, and look, laughing. I love that show. It was a great show. The Netflix thing. I wasn't really sure what I was watching. So don't watch the whole thing, but check it out for like five minutes, uh, and you'll see her in the background. And of course, on her Instagram, you can find all the films and uh, what have you. As Diane mentioned, her son Nick is an incredibly talented musician. Uh, he's in a band called Swatches, and he's a solo artist. Uh, if you search just Nick De Laurentiis, you can see a bunch of music. Also, as Diane mentioned, uh, he had a new song that came out recently called Beauty Mark. Folks, I hope you all realize that I'm not the type of person to blow smoke. I breathe fire, meaning I, I like to tell it like it is. Uh, 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 this song is crazy catchy. Uh, it, it, it is incredible that a, a college kid came up with a song that's so complex uh, uh, so check it out. It's called Beauty Mark. I thought it would be a pretty neat idea if we used that song as the background music. So I reached out to Nick, asked him if he'd be cool if I used the song, and he said, and I quote, sure. So that song you were hearing uh, today was Nick's new song, Beauty Mark. It was only snippets of it. The song is is really, really great. And just to make sure that every member of Diane's family gets a little bit of a plug, her husband Ray is currently working on the Nickelodeon cartoon Rainbow Butterfly Unicorn Kitty. It's about a cat uh, with a unicorn horn who can turn into a butterfly. But I think I think uh, the title itself was pretty and since you know you're already checking things out, you can check out our website, bestlineeverpodcast.com, for original artwork uh, that pertains to every episode, including this one. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at bestlineeverpodcast. Our Twitter majigger is at BNE Podcast. Said it before, I suck at Twitter. Uh, if any of you want to take over the Twitter account, please let me know, and uh, uh, I will happily, you know, trust, I don't know, cooler people. The theme song today was provided by Ghost of Lester Bangs, as it always is. Lastly, if you're an owner of a cat, or you yourself are a cat who is suffering uh, from wiener crystals, I want you to know you're not alone, and treatment is available, or uh, you can just drink water like literally every other organism on the planet. You know, whether you are listening to this in the daytime, afternoon, or evening, I hope it's the best ever. See you next time. <laughs>